Introducing the Corner Booth, a football podcast covering the latest trends and news in college football and the NFL. Here are your hosts, Jared and Mark. Welcome in, folks, to the Corner Booth Podcast. No intro music needed today because we are back with our regularly scheduled revolving host, Kevin Langley. Big show. Game 7 in the NHL. We have Game 6 in the NBA. We have some news about the Big Poppy case, Kevin Durant, U.S. Women's National Team, much more. Let's get started. Kevin, first on tap, we got to talk about another Kevin, Kevin Durant. It was announced today, it's official, that he ruptured his Achilles. Uh, of course, this was during Game 5 in, uh, I don't even know what the name of the arena is in Toronto. But is it, it the Air Canada Center? I think it may be Air Canada Center. Yeah, it's uh, Air Canada Center. Raptors uh, ended up losing the game by one. You know, it, I just, I'll, I'll make a point about this later when we talk about it. But <clears throat> the big story is, you know, Kevin Durant injured. I think he shouldn't have come back. Uh, it was interesting. I was, I, for once, I was actually watching um, Undisputed the other day. I was coming home from work, and um, they were talking about <clears throat> Shannon Sharp was going on about how, like, there's like there's rumors going around that Kevin Durant, you know, shouldn't have been playing. That the Warriors rushed him back. Like, we don't need you 100. percent We just need you to be like your presence to be there. <clears throat> I don't know if it's true. I, I mean, I need, I would need confirmed sources. I would need to be more of a stink about this. Besides Shannon, the the man who was literally known for having black and miles and Hennessy when he out when he beat Skip in a in a bet on show, and is known for saying one catchphrase, Skip. But I see his point because team doctors sometimes have never really always had the best interest of players in mind. If you, I mean, if you go back, there's always been issues with it. But like. Kevin Durant should have never stepped on the court, and I um, I had this fear in the back of my head this was going to happen, and um, it did. And now KD's gone. He's not going to be a, probably able to play until probably mid-December, if he's lucky. So, Kevin, what do you think? I agree with you. I think if the Warriors pressured him back, that's bad, but... I think also the choice eventually came down to Durant. I mean, look at Kawhi last year. He didn't think he was right. The Spurs were telling him he was, so he just sat out. Yeah. So I think part of the blame does fall on Durant. It it's his body. He's the player. He can say like, "No, I'm not good. I will re-injure it again. I will re-injure it. I can't come back." Especially if because the rumors were it always was an Achilles injury. Initially, they just said a calf injury. So, and. I think the biggest concern for him is he's going to be out until next May even because that's about how long it took Cousins to come back. It took him about a year. So I he potentially missed out on a huge payday now because of this because he's coming back for a team that he doesn't want to be on anymore. Kevin Durant could do what LeBron should have done in taking a year off. And it may honestly like, cause next year's free agent class is so bad. It's may it's like three guys and it, like three main guys and a bunch of role players. So literally, if Durant wants to, he can just say, you know what, I want to take a year off. Y'all hit me up and y'all hit me up next next July. Like I'm gonna opt out and take the season. I mean, or he could opt in with Golden State. 
keep the money and just not play until May. It, he has a bunch of options here, uh, and then just at the end of his and just not resign. It's up to him. I just, you know, this kind of screwed him out of getting a lot of money, but team, somebody's still, it's the NBA. Somebody's still going to throw him a max contract. The Knicks. The Knicks, Brooklyn, Boston. Ne- never underestimate the stupidity of the New York Knicks. Well, that wouldn't be stupid. I would, if Kevin, if the Timberwolves offered Kevin Durant a max contract next July, I would say without question, get Wiggins oh. out of there, him, D'Lo, and Towns. That's a loaded team. Oh, no, sorry. I thought you meant this offseason. No, 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 no. I think he's going to take a year off. He's not going to be able to play till May. And the Knicks, that would not go over well. So I, I think, I don't know, I think he may just stick with his, he just may opt into his last year and just sit on the bench. That's and fair. Warriors probably won't, Warriors will probably get eliminated before he can get onto the floor, and that'll be it. I wish I could get paid $31 million to do nothing. Um, go work for ESPN and be a, uh, and be a sports center host. Um, and then, you know, it's just, it's not a great situation. Kevin Durant's the best basketball player in the world, possibly second if you really want to go split hairs with Kyrie, I mean Kawhi. And we'll talk about game six, which is tomorrow night at Oracle Arena. Uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's a sucky situation. I mean, Kevin Durant's one of the best players in the league, and I feel like he's gotten such a bad rap the last couple of years. But this kind of just showed his toughness, man. He came out there and just gave it, and he didn't cheat. He didn't really have to. So, yeah. uh, well, it's not a great situation. Just hopefully it works out the best for KD because I think he he is truly just a one in, once in a generation kind of talent. Um, next up, Kevin, you're taking lead on this because I I don't watch hockey after my Penguins get eliminated. NHL game seven tonight, series tied three three. Rock and roll, Kevin. I am so excited for this game. Puck drops at 8, and I cannot wait. But I I think the Bruins are going to win because they're at home. They just won 5-1. And all serious people were saying, oh, no one's won back-to-back games in the series so far, blah, blah. And then the Blues did it. So now it's the Bruins' turn. I also think it's hysterical. People are complaining, saying the Bruins were dirty in game six. And I saw a clip of it on Twitter. Sounds like, here's a clip of the Bruins being dirty this series. It was 13 seconds long and had three plays. One of which involved Brad Marchand, so we already knew that. And the Blues have been maybe the dirtiest hockey that I've seen all year in this series. They're making runs at Rask. They're boarding guys. Uh, the trip on Noel Achari, Brad Marchand did the same thing the next game, and Blues fans are up in arms about it. It's ridiculous, and that's really all I have to say about it because Bruins are going to win. And you get mad at me for talking about Boston sports too much. You know what? I just – when it comes to hockey, the line between dirty and not dirty, it's – it's a lot thinner than like a say something like a sport like baseball or basketball or something like that. But I mean, I, I know I just have this weird feeling. Everyone's so on the uh, the Boston band. Everyone's so yeah, Boston got this. I'm like, you know what? I could just see coming out of the final seconds and uh, you know St. Louis get one like a dinger off the off somebody's skate right into the back of the net. I, I don't know. I, I mean, really didn't watch so much hockey this year. St. Louis just feels like that team. Like every couple of years, we have a hockey team that just makes a run to the Stanley Cup, and it just it just seems like it's their shot. Yes, they play dirty, but then again, I think half the hockey teams in the NHL do. 
The difference is this team's in the play, in the Stanley Cup and half it's just it's just it's just optics. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. also before we move on, David Ortiz is rumored to be in the building tonight, so it's it's a Boston kind of night. I just got a feeling. Oh God, I cannot deal with our Boston title. I lo- I would just like quit the sporting world for a week or two. Um. All right. Next up, speaking of which, great transition. We got. Oh no, wait, no, it's game section. We'll talk. We'll talk Big Poppy, of course. Uh, Kevin, you got something for us about? It, but of course, you guys don't know. Uh, what was it? Tuesday night, he got. Uh, he got shot. Um. No, was it Sunday? It might have been Sunday. I was like, we did talk about it on Monday. So it was. Sunday yeah, no, then. it was Monday because you were texting me while I was at work about it. Okay. <laughs> um. Big Poppy, of course, was shot in the back. Saw the video. It's very, like, it's just, it's not great. Um, <clears throat> so, of course, you know, they caught a second guy. Ooh. Kevin, you have more talk they, about it? They've caught more than a second guy. They have detained, I've seen conflicting reports. They've detained either five or six people involved in this, and there's one that's still at large, and they're trying to convince him to turn himself in he goes by the nickname the surgeon and uh, reports are also coming out that they were offered 400,000 Dominican pesos to to kill Ortiz which is about 7,800 US dollars they're not sure who hired them to do it yet or why they did reports are still coming out about that but right now they have like I said most of the guys who did who were involved and we're just hoping for a Quick David Ortiz recovery. He's already apparently he had a second surgery in Boston after the Red Sox flew him from the Dominican to Mass General in the team jet. And apparently that is so I love that. When I saw that, I was like, you know, what? that's great. Like, that's such team class. As much as I can rip like the Red, the, the Boston organization I respect the most is probably the Red Sox, because as much as their fans drive me fucking crazy. That the 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 class they show like as an organization taking care of like former players and just being like part of the community it's just something like I really do admire about their team and that just showed me right there. Yeah, I'm really hoping for Ortiz to have a speedy recovery because you know what like even if he did you know break a lot of Yankees fans' hearts as a kid or even just like you know baseball fans just watching the Red Sox win he's still one of the funniest guys to watch in baseball. So he's also one of the most beloved Boston athletes by everyone. Yeah, people who are fans of the team, his teammates, because there's even, a couple... even Yankees fans have like respect for Big Poppy. Oh yeah, he does so much, and he's such a good guy. There's videos. Pedro Martinez was talking about it the other night on TV, and he was getting choked up. Jason Veritek was doing an interview because he's a one of the coaches for the Red Sox. I forget what he does. He was getting choked up about it, and just it's really cool to see kind of like a city kind of take care of one guy. Yeah. Especially somebody who's like arguably as much about Bo- as much Boston as you know, like the Ro- Mount Rushmore of Boston sports. You could argue he's up there with like you know the Brady's, the Bill Russells, um, not Paul Pierce. You suck, <clears throat> um, yeah, Bobby Orr. Pierce, yeah, Paul Pierce isn't getting on a Mount Rushmore Boston athlete. Yeah, uh, Mister Hockey. <clears throat> I think David Ortiz is definitely the most important Red Sox player of the last twenty. 30 years before him it's Ted besides him it's Ted Williams that's the only other Red Sox I can put up there you could make an argument for Carl Yastrzemski but I think winning three rings with Boston puts him ahead of Yastrzemski 
puts him on par with Williams in my mind. So, and I'm not talking like skill because I think, you know, he's argument. David Ortiz was just a DH, but still the way he won, how he carried himself while he played the clutch hits in terms of importance, he might even pass Williams just because the Red Sox could never win a ring with Williams. And Ortiz had three. Yeah. And my dad's going to listen to this and kill me, but that's okay. (laughs) Well, you know what? At least he listens. That's good support. All right. Now, on to Game 6, the NBA Finals. Of course, Toronto had them. They had the Warriors. They had them by the throat. Kawhi could have easily dumped the ball about, I think it was about a minute left. Uh, Raptors were up by, I think, six or seven. Kawhi's driving. Kawhi tries to do some stupid Kobe imitation fadeaway and airballs it. He had four, three guys open. I said it to myself at that point. He blew it. That was his shot. He blew it. They're going to win. I just knew at that point. And then then, then the Raptors went and tie, got within one. And then I saw them lock up Kawhi. And Fleet can get rid of the ball. I saw Kyle Lowry, Kyle, Kyle Lowry get it. Now, before everyone gives so much shit to Kyle Lowry, and by the way, fuck Barstool for taking the shot at him t- today. Whoever the chick, the Spanish chick is who works their uh, their Instagram, she drives me fucking nuts sometimes because she's like, hey, hey, Kyle Lowry, you could take notes from this dog who made a, a three-foot jumper off his nose. Um, the ball got blocked by Draymond, arguably one of the top five best defenders in the last 30 years. And that's all I'm going to say. So people out laugh, Kyle Lowry. Dude's been playing out of his mind this series. I have a feeling if Draymond didn't tip that ball, ball went in and, the, and, the, and Kyle Lowry's a hero. But you know what? Game six is coming up uh, tomorrow. My honest-to-God feeling is it's going to be so damn close, but I just, I just see Kawhi willing this one. I don't think the Warriors dodge another bullet. I think that the loss of KD and the Raptors fans just, oh, all hop, as Colin Cowherd put it, all hopped up on Molson. Uh, we're cheering for him being injured. You know what? Like, I got to give a shout to Drake for, you know, like trying to console KD because, you know, they are boys and stuff. And I love seeing that he went over and tried to, like, comfort him a little bit while he's walking up the court. I also just think that. The Warriors gave everything they got that last game. Like, Steph, the villain of the NBA, literally gave everything he had, too. And if it, it just took a lucky Draymond block or else that series is over. And I don't know. I just look at this series and I just think, you know, like, every time the Warriors win, it's by three or by two, six, whatever. It's a close game. Every time the Raptors win, it's going to be just a beatdown. I think this one, Kawhi and all the Raptors guys are just going to be sick and tired. And also, by the way, the road team has won the last, like, five games in a row or four games in a row. So it's like since game two. I just think this is it. I think that the uh, I think the Raptors take this one by, by about maybe five, six, six points, and the dynasty finally starts to crumble. I. I can see the Warriors winning tomorrow night, honestly, because, I mean, they don't have the depth they did when they did the, when they won so many, but they won 73 games with a core of 
step. Well, they players. had a lot better of a bench. They had better they were younger. Those three are still can still dominate a game. Draymond on defense, Steph on offense, and then Clay doing both. And I think, and you brought up Kawhi's ill-advised fadeaway. I don't think I think that Nick Nurse calling a timeout while they're going on a run oh, that deal was the is the dumbest thing I've seen as a coach. I know, like that was him overthinking it. I was talking to my buddy Marquise about this, and shout out because he listens to the show. I said to him, I'm like, listen, I'm not a basketball coach, but it's such a momentum sport. At least wait until Steph hits a bomb or something like that, and then call timeout. Like, unless your guys were super gassed, there's no reason for it. But yeah, the reason, like, people aren't freaking out as much is because the Raptors got this. Like, it's not like it's overwhelming odds. Like, they have a shot. It's, it's not like it's 3-3 and they're going back to play game seven at Oracle. Yeah, it's they're playing game six at Oracle. They're up 3-2. And you bet your ass Kyle Lowry and Kawhi are pissed off. Because if you don't think for a second they came back, they took the lead, and they let it slip away in the final seconds— you don't think that eats at Kawhi Leonard, who honestly, I I have, I have a feeling he's like super intense in his head, but just plays the oddball card when he's out in public or out on the floor. Like, I think it's going to be some crazy shit. Yeah. Also, do you see the after the game during the press conference, they were asking Kawhi, why didn't you take the last shot when he was double teamed? outside of listen we never said canadian journalists were actual real journalists okay let's be honest here hey they cover hockey okay they have four teams to cover let's be honest here they have one team to cover the nba (laughs) yeah and they still fucked it up that's true i'm not taking back those comments by canadian journalists prove me wrong um it's a socialist republic i'm just kidding that one i take back um Eh, we'll talk about that. That's a, that's a debate for another time. Um, speaking of how America's better than Canada, uh, the U.S. Men's, the U.S. Women's National Team dropping a bomb on Thailand in the opener for the uh, World Cup this year. Of course, the late the you, the women's late the ladies uh, team is heavily favored, or they they think they're in the top three favored favorites. I don't even know. It's they're up in the top three. I know that's they're probably saying. number one. Yeah, it's either them or the host country, France, I think. But the U.S. Women's National Team, which struggles playing defense, but they are just an onslaught team, as you can see by this game. 13 goals. My girl Alex Morgan got one or two. I'm hype. Julie Johnston, Ertz. Actually, I'm sorry. Julie Ertz, my bad. Uh, Wife of my boy Zach Ertz played well as well. Like, that whole team, was. they just were on a different level. Um and it's caused some controversy. Uh, you had, of course, a Canadian, what a surprise, uh, t- player who I'd never even heard of to this point, essentially saying it's it's classless, you know, like it, it's it's not – like I can't – I can bring up the quote, honestly. The whole gist of it was it's classless, it's running up the score, blah, blah, blah. It's everything that people in sports complain about when they're getting their ass whooped. Uh, Kevin, your thoughts on the game? I have very strong opinions on this. If now the people are saying having issues with this, I can kind of see the validity of them saying that the U.S. team celebrating every goal like they just it was the game winning goal in the gold medal game that I can kind of see an issue with. But complaining that they scored 13 goals, it's the World Cup. And Listen, yes, and also 
I even with the celebrations, I was gonna try to leave that alone, Steve. You brought it up. I am always up for celebrating. When playing flag football in my league, I'm always the first one to do some kind of dance in the end zone or like do a little dolphin dive into the end zone if I have a if somebody has a breakaway or you know flex a little bit if you if you make a good basket or do a backflip. I'm all for celebrations. What's my makes sports fun? And I'm going to reiterate what I said to Mark on Monday about Madison Bumgarner being a little baby when Max Muncy hit a ball to the next to the other side of the Pacific Ocean off him. If you don't want the celebration, stop them. Play defense. Yeah, that, was, that was my it, other point. If you don't like them scoring 13 goals on you, play better defense. Get yeah, better you defenders. Don't want to celebrate don't it, play better defense. 13. Like the biggest thing that pissed me off last year was during the Eagles Cowboys game when the Eagles were doing a celebration after they scored in Dallas and Dallas guys tried to break it up in the end zone. I'm like, you guys are such effing losers. Like, go go away. Like, it's when, like, things happen like that, like, when you, like, try to break up a celebration. It's like, stop being a crybaby, play defense, win the game. Like, shut up. Like, I, I like it's like everyone's so, like, butthurt about, like, loot, about getting their ass kicked. It's like, come on, grow up, pull up your pants, and play some defense and try to win the game. I, I hate this kind of crap. Some celebrations, I agree with issues with it. Like, when T.O. scores a, t- scores a bunch of touchdowns his first return against the Cowboys and he goes to the star in the center and spikes it on the ground and places it on the center of the star, he should get clocked for that, which he did. That I'm okay with people complaining that's about. That's like the only isolated case for me though, honestly. Oh yeah, no, that's that's the worst example I can think of. Anything else, you have worked way harder to play this one game than I have worked towards anything in my life. You those that effort comes to fruition and you score a goal in the World Cup, go nuts. I don't care if it's a 20 minute celebration. If I was on the men's national team and I hit a I hit a rocket off like the side and it went in for my first World Cup goal, bro, I'd be doing backflips and cartwheels and like taking my shirt off and flexing for the. I'd be doing everything possible because like you know it's it's the World Cup, it's the biggest stage for that game, especially for the women's national team who's trying to prove they should be equally paid, which I agree with. They're better than – they'd probably kick the men's national team's ass because we suck this year. They should but, pay – they should be paid more. I saw oh, something definitely. today. Hey, yeah. men's national team, you want to get paid as much as the women? Actually win a fucking game. So, as we said, the women scored 13 goals against Thailand the other night. Yes. The U.S. men's team has scored 13 goals over the past 379 days. Because the men's soccer team sucks, and we have a horrible coach, and we need to get a new one. I miss Klinsman. Um, U.S. Soccer Federation, pay these women double what you're paying the men. And if the men want to, ha- the men have a problem with this, tell them simply, win games. Take this shit seriously. Don't embarrass our country. Because that's what they've been doing. When I when la- World Cup was last year, right? Last summer, men's World Cup. Yep. Yeah. Um. I had to root for Poland. I love my Polish national team, but rooting for Team USA is just different, man. Come on. Like, when we made that run in 2014 and we got knocked out by Ghana, I was heartbroken, man. I was just ticked. We beat Ghana. We lost to Belgium. We lost to Belgium. Yeah. But, like, I was so hyped about that. I was a big Iceland guy in the last World Cup because I liked rooting for a team from a country the size of Connecticut. That stuff was funny. 
Actually, they're the size of Connecticut, Rhode Island, and part of Massachusetts, but whatever. Um, That's still tiny. I know. All right. Yeah, Belgium's the size of Connecticut, Massachusetts, and, and Rhode Island. I don't know. I was talking about Iceland. Well, yeah, but Belgium's a superpower in soccer, and Iceland's... Yeah. Belgium's always good. Yeah, they're always decent. They're, oh, they're the... They're like Cuba in baseball. They're always pretty good, but they don't really win they a can't, lot. They, they can't close. Yeah. They're um. They're the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, pretty much. They're the Houston Rockets. They just can't close it. I think what so they knocked us out in whatever the Sweet Sixteen is called over there or something. Yeah, and it's, then, the it's the elimination round, knockout round, whatever. And then they got knocked out in the next round. Yeah. So fair enough. All right. Uh, there was other things about the. When I asked, did one of the players kneel for the national anthem or some bullshit? I didn't see anything about it, so either people don't care as much about it anymore, or listen, they... we talked about this with Kaepernick, me and Mark did, and I listen. If you've got something to say, you say it. You protest, you protest. It's your freedom. It's your right. Like my like I, I had a certain family member who came home was complaining about it. I'm like, you know what? If you don't want to watch, don't watch. I don't give a fuck. It's not gonna affect the ratings. One one viewer. Yeah. They're not gonna losing sleep over the fact you're ticked off about it. You know what? Say say your say your piece, do what you gotta do. I'm all for it. That's what it makes this country great. Because you have the right, the freedom to do so. <clears throat> and I can't tell you otherwise. So there you go. Um Next up, Kevin, we got one more on your docket. Actually, two more because you got a little weird sports news for us today. But um, Pats and the Texans are at it again, but the season hasn't started. Uh, what do you got? So the Patriots have filed tampering charges against Texans at the league offices because the Texans ex- the Texans asked to interview New England's director of player personnel, uh, Nick Casero. And the Patriots said no, or they didn't say they could yet. And then on Monday, I think it was, the Patriots had the ring ceremony. I think it was for Sunday. Was it Sunday? June 6th. It was 6th. Sunday because I remember they were, they were at Bob Kraft's house, right? Yeah. Okay. My bad. Sunday. Sorry. And for some reason, the oh former Patriots chaplain and current Texans executive vice president, Jack Easterby, was at the party. And the Texans apparently tried to, at that party, attempted to get Casero to sign or to work for them instead and leave the Patriots. And the Patriots took issue with that. They're filing tampering charges because. Or did they he sign? No, they att- uh, the attempted general manager hire. Okay, so he didn't go. He's just they were there. Yes. But it's okay, still I tampering. thought they got him and like. Because then that becomes a completely different issue. But, like... Yes, but it's still technically tampering by the league definition. You know, I I, I have split feelings about, like, the whole, like, uh, not allowing uh, guys to inter- be interviewed. I do not. I mean, I mean yeah, because, like, we just lost Joe Douglas to the Jets, but he's going to fail there because... Woody Johnson may be the second dumbest owner in New York. He would be the dumbest if James Dolan didn't exist. But, you know. Um, 
<laughs> like yeah. we we lost uh we lost uh Mark, Frank Reich and we lost uh John D Filippo who both failed miserably in their actually Frank Reich did okay but John D Filippo failed miserably um kind of sucks but and it sucked for the Eagles because you know we had all these great coaches and everything but uh I gotta like. I almost side on the coach because you know if you want to get a better job, get a better job. Like it's it, it should, your employer shouldn't be able to restrict you from working somewhere, and especially in a league where literally you can only go and get jobs in said league. I don't know. It, it's weird to me. I have zero issue. I I don't have an issue with teams asking if they can interview a guy. If you couldn't do that, that'd be ridiculous. But I don't have an issue whatsoever with teams denying that request. Because you are under contract, you have signed an agreement to work for a team for a certain amount of time, you should not be able just to bail if you can get a better job. So essentially not pulling a Billy Donovan. Yeah, pretty much. All right. I, I see your point there. You have convinced me. Now, the, the, the yeah, sorry, can't talk. The coach or personnel guy can resign. But I don't think that's a very good look to resign, just take another job, and then if they get fired from that, no one's going to hire them. Yeah. So. Um, you know, it's it's just a weird situation. The Texans probably should have done better, especially because New England, because New England's one of those teams that, like, they get, they get attacked so much for things like this. They're going to make a stink about it if they get busted. They, they get, it happens to them. Because, yeah, like, but, oh, you get mad at us. Like, let's see you do scratch our backs for once. Yeah, but now anyone, anyone who reads that is going to go, well, it's the Patriots, so they need to suck it up because they cheat all the time. <laughs> hey, reputation precedes itself. I don't know what to tell you, but Do you want me to start this rant again? No, I don't, because the last time you did this, we were both wasted. We were on Xbox, and I was laughing the entire time. And I've it, even it, written an article about this. I know you have, and I read it, and I laughed the entire time. Because I'm right. Whatever you tell yourself to sleep in that, bud. All right. Yeah, I'd usually Kevin. just cry myself. NFL stuff, hard knocks. You got some weird sports stuff for us today. It's uh, time for Kevin's weird shit in sports. Woo. This is not as weird as the last time. This is not Beyonce's fans attacking someone. But it's, it's like an out-of-the-normal sports thing. The Oakland Raiders were announced to be the team for hard knocks. And I am going to love every second of it because it's going to be a shit show. All right. Let's let's go down the roster sheet of the characters on, and we're gonna go about their nicknames here. All right, first leading off our uh, hitting leadoff, we have John Cocaine Chucky Gruden, who literally the last time he was a Hard Knocks was fucking hilarious. And this was 2002 or whatever, whenever like his or even just the videos of Hard of training camp. I don't even know if they were on Hard Knocks when he was coaching. Number two, Antonio Mister Big Chest, business is booming, weird haircut, horrible teammate Antonio Brown. Um, yeah, I cannot wait to see what he's like when he doesn't get the ball in practice. It's going to be hilarious. Or just the shit he comes up with, like, either the blonde mustache or, you know, has his dreadlocks tied up in a bow tie. I don't know. Um, Richie Incognito, who honestly is the fucking hilarious. He's just nuts. Um, Vontez Perfect, who may honestly tear Antonio Brown apart like it's a scene from the Predator movies. Uh, did I miss anybody? Um, no, I don't think so. 
And then Marshawn you're going to have a good story from Josh Jacobs, the fact that he's not living out of his dad's car anymore. And, you know, you got Saline Farrell, who got drafted so high, and now the pressure's on him because they could have taken Josh Josh Allen instead. It, it's going to be interesting. I'm ex- I also want to see if uh, Josh Abrams, their, uh, or John Abrams, or whatever, the guy that got Mississippi State, their safety, who's like just straight-up thumper. He's like a mini-camp chancellor. I would just love to see him just deck Antonio Brown during training camp. I am wishing that happens just for the ratings it'll get. And the worst part is no Marshawn Lynch. That is the one thing I'm so upset about right now. If Marshawn Lynch was on that team, this would be like like Emmy winning gold right there. Oh, it'd be incredible. Just Antonio Brown and John Gruden are going at it. Marshawn Lynch is on the bench eating some Skittles. I'd be the coolest. Perfect. Are just like just saying shit to each other, and then like they said they're saying some cracks at AB, and Derek Carr sitting here like, can I get traded? Yeah, he probably will. They're gonna they're gonna unload him for a bunch. They're of gonna sign time. Johnny Manziel as quarterback. Oh my god, that would be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> oh the league god. needs Johnny Manziel on hard knocks. Even as a backup, that'd be so great. Like, last year they had Baker. Who was it two years ago? Was it Tampa Bay? They had Jameis. Yeah. And Jameis, honestly, is the IQ of a fucking potato. Hey, potato <laughs> can power a clock. I don't Fine. think Jameis is tomato. great to do that. <laughs> like, yes. the, it, it, the worst part is, is I used to, like, not hate – I mean, I hate Jameis because I'm a Miami guy and I just despise Florida State. But – like, I was, you know, I'm always open for this. I always root for teams that are on hard knocks. Like, I root for, I actually really started to become, like, a low-key, like, when the Eagles aren't playing. Like, I love – I root for the Texans because I love Hop and I love Clowney. But – I love – who doesn't love J.J. Watt? But – and also Deshaun Watson. But I was sitting there, and I'm I watching this John. interview with James Winston in his hometown of, like, Mobile, Alabama. And just the way he's talking – and then that same season with the Eat and the W's and just, oh, my God, I was laughing hysterically. It it just had oh – God, that guy. But you know what? Having Johnny Menzel, they need, a, they need a character quarterback. And I just think, you know, signing him as like a third-string backup would just make this so much fun. And, you know, guys like Cowherd would just rip John Green apart for an hour on the, on the air. It would be hilarious. Also – no matter how bad you think the Alabama public school system is, James Winston is an indictment on that public school system. <laughs> Wait, so didn't back when those Tampa Bay dudes were here, didn't I like, like take a shot at Jameis and it, that offended that guy John so badly? He like went on a forty-five minute rant about how Jameis is an intelligent human being. And that Robert Blackburn guy I know who I've never actually had an interaction with was taking shots at me too. And I'm sitting there, and this is just what happens at Belly Up. Like, some of us just have a take. I literally said, James Wentz has the IQ of a potato. Like, they were screwed the second they let Ryan Fitzpatrick go. Um, like, Deshaun Jackson's still the best deep threat in football. Now he's completely, now that Tyreek Hill is probably going to jail. But I, um, I said to... Um, I said to these guys, I'm like, am I missing something here? What makes Jameis good enough so they're like, it's just that, that, oh my God, I love Hard Knocks because they always find a way to find characters. The one year that was lame 
was the Rams with Todd Gurley when they had Je- in Jeff Fisher's final year. That was the lamest year of hard knocks ever. Yeah. That's I mean, I so- love Jeff Fisher. I fucking love Jeff Fisher. I love Jeff Fisher post-retirement. Same thing oh, with George Bush. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. After they're done, I love them. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was so bad. That was, like, the most boring hard knocks ever. The most entertaining thing was the fact that, like, Jared Goff looked like hammered trash in that freaking – in that freaking – uh, what's it called? In, the, in the, like, the game – in, like, the uh, practice film. It was hilarious. But um, that wraps up for Kevin's weird shit in sports. Now, folks – Son kick that smooth jazz. It's last call. So the uh, New Orleans Pelicans have announced that they have all the trade targets in the world, and you know they here's what they want. You know, all star this, first round pick that, potential all star this. And here's what I'm going to tell you. I have a couple of pains here, Kevin. So bear with me here. Get your beer ready. Um, first beer. off, Anthony Davis is not worth all that. If I'm in a GM right now, I'm calling David Griffin to be like, so how much did Gale pay you? Because we'll double it. Because clearly you lost your mind. First of all, if I was what Anthony Davis worked to me, first round pick, yes, clearly. Potential all-star, yeah. Sure. Couple role players. That's it. He's not Kevin Garnett. He's not Kyrie Irving. He's not... Luka, he's not even Christos Porzingis at this point. At least Porzingis, when he's in the game, can dominate and not get hurt. He's only been hurt once. I don't even know. Anthony Davis, to me, is the most one of the most overrated players in the NBA. Yeah, he's a freak of nature, but he doesn't take over games. He's clearly not an alpha dog. And there's a reason teams are hesitant, especially teams like you know New York, because they don't know if they're getting a Kyrie or a Kevin Durant first. And like to be able to ship all that up for Anthony Davis and then just have here like, oh... We're not – oh, I'm not signing there. You're stuck with just Anthony Davis, and they don't want another Amari Stoudemire situation because that's what I equate Anthony Davis to. He's Amari Stoudemire. He, it's the perfect analogy. He's a good – he played in a good – he's like a good, freakishly talented power forward slash center, but he needs like a decent point guard to be like good, good. And um, I, I, I'm not sold. And second – Apparently the Lakers are still involved here. I feel like that's the Lakers putting that shit out because are we just acknowledging, not acknowledging the fact that literally like uh, Gail Benson has said repeatedly they they want to trade the Lakers, have the Lakers embarrassed them during the All-Star break and how the, um, you know, their New Orleans is beef with Los Angeles. I don't know. Anthony Davis not signing. And then he's like, oh, I'm not signing an extension with Boston. Dude, I hope he gets traded to Memphis. Oh, that'd be incredible. I would love it. Because, hey, Anthony, uh, you and Rich Paul, if yourself, if you, like, I just, I hate when the guy's like, oh, I'm only going these places. That's not a long-term deal. Dude, some team will be like, uh, we'll take you for a rental and we'll sell tickets. And we'll go get draft picks. We'll find a way to get draft picks. Like, it's, Teams act like it's like like the players can hold them hostage. I'm all for player mobility, but I think in the NBA it's become two player heavy. The owners are like just trying to take the power back. I think it should be very even because I think the owners having too much power in the NBA is not great, but also the players having too much power. We're seeing what's happening with this kind of crap. But uh, 
I don't know. I just this whole situation is stupid to me. Can he just go to some team that's irrelevant? We can just shut up about this. He's not even the bet top. He's not even a top three center in my opinion. So I don't know. It's uh, to me the top three centers are the Joker, Cat, and uh, Joel Embiid, and then maybe him and Boogie can fight out for four. Yeah, just trade with, for the and that's and Maybe throw Vujicic in there, and there you go. But, uh, yeah, I just this whole thing is stupid to me. Yeah, I would love to see him go to Memphis. That'd be the funniest thing ever to me. I also no, think... no, 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 I'm going to Orlando. Oh, that'd be even better. <laughs> We're wishing for, like, the or Washington with John Wall. No, because he might do well with John Wall. I well, here's the thing. The Wizards could afford that because they can trade Bradley Beal in a first-round pick. That's true. Bradley Beal, uh, all-star. They could trade, like, you know, like, one of their young guys and be like, oh, here's a first-round pick. Or they can, like, throw, like, maybe, like, you know, they can get a first-round pick from, like, a team like, uh, I don't know, Oklahoma City, and they just swap bench players or something. I don't know. But it's it, – I could just see that happening and him being stuck with John Wall. Oh, my – who's not even going to play until, like, March? I think – Anthony Davis is shooting himself in the foot by giving all these teams that he won't sign an extension with. I think he's shooting himself in the foot by aligning with Rich Paul and Clutch Sports. That's true. Because at least Drew Rosenhaus and Scott Boris end up, like, you know, like, they end up having a point for the most part with what they're saying. Like, Drew Rosenhaus, as much as he's a, he can be kind of a, a jackass sometimes, he honestly has always been there for his players in the NFL, and he's honestly probably regarded as one of the top agents in the NFL. But, like, Rich Paul, I just, dude, if I was an NBA player, I'd be steering clear of that whole clutch sports scene. Him and LeBron have just built this, like, not great reputation ever since this Lakers thing has blown up. So, I would just, I'm cracking up. Like, you know, I just, I want to see him just go to something like the the Hellkins giving him one last little middle finger for screwing them over. That'd be incredible. Oh, my God. Or Or Canada. If Canada gets another team, just try and tra- trade him there. Yeah, trade him there. He's by himself. I wish like, Canada was getting a new team next season. Just trade him to Vancouver. Like, uh, have fun. The, Vancu- the Vancouver uh, syrup sippers. All right, well, that about wraps it up today, folks. I'm Jared. That's Kevin. We'll be back Friday for probably a quicker show. And then we are actually going on a little bit of a break. Because... We have the finals will be over on Sunday. We may do a post-final show. If the finals do go seven games, we will do one final show Monday. But after that, we're going to take a little break until like a post-NBA draft pre-free agency kind of period. And then we'll probably, we'll see our vacations lineup and everything else. I might have to do one remotely from Martha's Vineyard or something like that or LA, wherever I'm traveling. I'm Jared. That's Kevin. Mark will be back next Monday. If we have a game seven, we'll bring Kevin in too. But oh wow, thanks. Yeah, we'll have all three of the guys on the show. But um, yeah. So by the way, guys, like the Instagram page. Follow, I mean, follow us. Like the Facebook page. It's up. Kevin did a great job setting it up. Twitter. Follow, subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify or tune in wherever you find us. We appreciate all the support. We just after this episode will hit. 1500 likes i mean 1500 total listens we really appreciate everything you guys have done for us so thank you very much and you guys have a great day
This episode of The Corner Booth has been brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow your host on Twitter at Belly Up Jared and at Mark Riley. 